Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I am Mark Zinno. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with me here on VCND Sports Betting Network. Obviously, we'll get back into the NCAA Tournament Elite Eight going on. Uh, two games coming up today. It is Houston and Villanova in the early window. Arkansas and Duke in the late window. Uh, as Coach K continues his run through the tournament, uh, I'll have my official picks and predictions coming up later on in the show. Uh, let's turn our attention here as we start hour number two to the NBA. Uh, there are some interesting games on the slate here this afternoon uh, and four of them that I'm going to highlight. And I think that they all sort of have some level of playoff implications going forward, given where we are uh, in the tournament or where we are rather in the season. Uh, and we'll start with the first game coming up today between San Antonio and New Orleans. Um, the Pelicans are fighting for a playoff spot, as are the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, there are It's a logjam at the bottom of the Western Conference, and uh, the Pelicans right now currently sitting uh, in that 9-seed tied, tied with, with the Lakers, uh, and the Spurs trail both those teams for the final two spots out West. Um, and so this is a game that's super important to San Antonio. Um, but, you know, again, this is a game as well for the Pelicans that they can create some distance between them and San Antonio. San Antonio has fared well against the West this year, going 24-18-1 against the number. New Orleans just 20-23 and against the spread within conference play. But 
I'm going to back here the Pelicans, and this number has moved a little bit. It was at four. I think it's at five or five and a half right now. They've they, they've um, covered five of their last six, uh, including a 33-point beatdown of the Spurs last week, eight days ago, where the Pelicans were a two-point underdog. Their offense continues to play really well since the All-Star break. They're averaging 117 points per game over their last 10 while shooting just under 49% from the field. San Antonio's defense, one of the worst in the league uh, and have played that way over their their last 10 10 games as well and i think the motivation should be high for the pelicans to want to win this game so it's a little bit bigger number and and it has moved i would get in early uh, and not wait more of the public may jump on uh, the pelicans here they'll also be without brandon ingram and that's a little bit of a pause for me the pelicans will be without brandon ingram in this game um, as he is an offensive part of what they do but cj mccollum has proven that he has enough uh, in his bag to be able to to take over in this game and certainly lead the Pelicans to a cover. So I'm going to back New Orleans here uh, in this spot between the two of them. Uh, next game up that we'll take a look at here uh, between or, or in the NBA is the Bulls and the Cavaliers. Uh, and you're looking at two teams right now that are right in the thick of it in the middle of the Eastern Conference. Just one game separating these two teams between five and six in the standings right now. Chicago is in a free fall, uh, and they have been for the past couple of weeks. They're on a five-game losing streak. They're 2-11 against the number over their last 13 games. Now, Cleveland really hasn't been much better, uh, in fairness. They're 2-6 and six over their last eight against the number, uh, and 7-10 and 10 straight up in their last 17 games. Chicago has been bad on the road, especially against the number this year, 14, 22 and one against the spread. Um, they're averaging 106 points per game um, scoring over their last 10, and they're allowing 115 points per game over their last 10. It's been bad for the Bulls. Uh, they have not played well. DeMar DeRozan, probable for the game, uh, nursing a little bit of a hip injury. Cleveland's defense, uh, which has been one of the best all year long, um, you know, the second best in points allowed on the season, they've allowed 114 points per game over their last 10. So they haven't exactly been good either. They are good at home against the number this year, 2014 and two. Uh, it's a short number for me to back Cleveland. I'll do it at home. Um, they are a younger team that sort of, you know, has a lot more, uh, a lot more energy at this point and a lot more desire uh, to to get where they're going. I just don't like the way Chicago has played. Again, a five-game losing streak for me. I don't think uh, they snap it here on the road in Cleveland. So I'm going to back the Cavaliers uh, in this game as well. Nets and Heat up next. Uh, what a game this is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a ton of fun to watch these two teams play. Speaking of a team that's getting um, – cold at the wrong time that's the miami heat they've now lost three in a row they dump a game at home yesterday to the new york knicks uh last night miami on a back-to-back -back here it's always fun to take advantage of teams on a back-to-back -back. uh the nets right now meanwhile trying to get out of that play-in tournament uh, and trying to get to the sixth seed i mentioned chicago and cleveland toronto is right there with them as well the nets sit three games back with under a dozen games to play uh, for all these teams in the middle so uh, if possible that the nets could still get there of course now Kyrie irving uh, now greenlighted to be able to play at home in the state of new york since the vaccine mandate was lifted for entertainers only 
Uh, I'm not sure what all that means, but nonetheless, Kyrie Irving can now play in home games and every game the rest of the season here. Clearly, this is a different team with Kyrie Irving in the lineup. He had 43 his last time out. Again, Miami struggling at the wrong time. Five and seven against the number on back-to-backs this year. You're looking at a Nets team that is seven and two against the number in their last nine road games. They're also 11 and nine uh, against the number uh, as a road favorite this year. So it's not often where the Nets are laying points on the road. But that is the case. They're the healthier team right now. Miami does not have Tyler Harrell. At least it looks like he missed the last two games. No no, uh, status for him uh, posted as of yet uh, for Tyler Harrell, one of the best players on the Miami Heat. So if he's out, it certainly helps the Nets. But I'm backing the Nets here, minus three in this spot. I think this is a, a great spot for Brooklyn. They'll be energized overall. They don't even need Ben Simmons at this point to get through the regular season. You know, Kyrie Irving, again, his last couple of games at a 50-point game, a 43-point game. He should have another huge night. Kevin Durant back in the lineup as well. So uh, the healthier team, the better team, I'll lay the three points with uh, with Brooklyn here on the road in Miami. Uh, and then the final game uh, that I will look at for today, uh, the Bucks and the Grizzlies. Now, this is a game here where you're absolutely going to have to wait to get to the window. Um, you see the number posted there is Grizzlies minus one uh, and a total of around 226, I think we're seeing, or somewhere in that range. 233, I think, is what we have up on the screen um, as the number continues to move. But you have for the Bucks. Giannis is questionable, Chris Middleton probable, and Drew Holiday out. John Morant is out for the Memphis Grizzlies in this game as well. Memphis, however, has won six straight at home, and they are 16-2 and two this year without John Morant in the lineup. They average 118 points per game. They've won six straight games when Ja hasn't played. So uh, this is a game right here where you have two of the highest-scoring offenses in the NBA, they're both tied for third at 115 points uh, per game. Uh, both of these defenses are middle of the pack. Uh, this is a spot here where I wouldn't look to fight the over. But again, I got to wait to see who's playing. I think more than anything, that is more critical uh, to figure out who's going to be in the lineup. It, it's tough to take an over in a game with the Bucks when Giannis isn't playing. Again, he's questionable for tonight. Uh, again, Chris Middleton, a huge part of their offense, averaging you know 25, 27 points per game. Uh, he's another guy that without them, without him. Uh, it's tough for me to to think that Milwaukee's offense can get to the 120s, but I would lean on the over in this spot. I'll wait to get to the window to see who is playing and who isn't. But if I get Middleton and Giannis both back in the lineup, even without Drew Holiday, uh, this is a Milwaukee Bucks team that can get to 120. Uh, neither one of these teams are really concerned with playing defense as of late. Uh, you saw the the. Grizzlies go out and score 120 against a, a Golden State Warriors team earlier in the week without John Morant in the lineup, and uh, uh, they don't break a stret, sweat. They don't lose a, any step without Ja, which some people said has hurt his MVP candidacy. That's kind of ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're not talking about the MVP right now, but these are two high-scoring teams. They should play to that uh, in this game tonight. It's going to be a fantastic game to watch. It's on the national stage. I think it's on ABC tonight. So uh, you'll get a lot of eyeballs on this game. Again, no Ja Morant. It'd be really disappointing to see no Ja and no Giannis, uh, two MVP candidates in this game. But I still think, again, if you're getting a, a healthy Bucks team, they'll push the pace enough to push this total over. So those are the four NBA, NBA games that I'm looking at here back in the Pelicans. Uh, in their game against San Antonio, I'm taking Cleveland against Chicago. 
like the Brooklyn Nets a lot, laying a short number here against the Miami Heat team that is just struggling right now uh, and on a back-to-back, taking advantage of the Heat uh, and Tyler Harrell not possibly not playing in that game as well. And then you get the Grizzlies and Bucks, two of the highest-scoring teams. Don't fight it. Uh, push the over there at 233, 233 and a half. So that's the NBA slate. Rest of the other games kind of feel bad for them. Who's watching the Pacers Raptors? Who's definitely watching Thunders Nuggets and Rockets Trailblazers out on the West Coast at 10 p.m. Eastern? Um, yeah, not not too many eyeballs going to the rest of those games. But we got less than you know 10 to 12 games left in the regular season. Uh, playoff spots starting to be locked up. So. You're getting a lot of these games here where you're starting to see teams play for a lot more in a playoff-type atmosphere in a lot of these games. And and if you get, uh, you know, as I mentioned with, with Memphis and Milwaukee, it, too bad Jaws not going to be there. But, you know, you, you would think that could be a, a possible, you know, showdown between maybe NBA Finals teams. Uh, if, you know, Memphis can pull off an upset of, of Phoenix at some point, they will have to face each other. But nonetheless, you know, you get that playoff type atmosphere. And uh, you, unfortunately, you might not see the full complement of that tonight between Memphis and Milwaukee. All right. Coming up next, uh, we're going to go back to the NFL as we look at the NFL draft coming up. Uh, April just right around the corner uh, and the NFL draft on its way. Uh, we'll look at the odds for the number one overall pick and who could be at each position taken as the first player. That's coming up next. Again, I'm Mark Zeno. Thanks for watching and listening to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the betting network. Uh, back with more here coming up next. Uh, and, of course, before the end of the show as well, I will give you my picks for uh, the Elite Eight, the games tonight between Houston and Villanova, and, of course, uh, Duke and Arkansas. So much left to do here on Point Spread Saturday. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes, Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Compete free this March with the Whiskey and Wings Series presented by Jack Daniels. Play in eight free contests for your shot at a share of $24,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Daniels now to join the action. Jack Daniels, make it count. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with us. I'll be back with you tomorrow on Point Spread Sunday as we get you your final four. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Again, my final uh, predictions for today's games coming up here before the end of the show, both in the NCAA and the NBA uh, as March Madness goes on and we continue to cover uh, the Elite Eight here today and tomorrow on Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday. Uh, Jim Root uh, covers college basketball for us. Three-man we will join us coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes. Jim is uh, one of the better handicappers that, that I've worked with, so he's going to have a lot of great information for us going forward on the games coming up tonight and tomorrow as well. Uh, again, let's turn our attention back to the NFL and the NFL draft specifically, as we look at uh, the possibility for who's going to be taking number one overall. And if you're new to sports betting and haven't really followed uh, how to bet on the draft, there are various ways to do it. Not only can you look at the number one overall player taken, you can bet on the first player taken each position, uh, where each position will be taken. A lot of different ways out there to bet the NFL draft. So uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, a relatively new thing for a lot of the public to start betting on the NFL draft. But Again, you look at the draft order there at the top of the screen uh, with the Jaguars having the number one overall pick. And it's going to be interesting what the Jaguars do because they have a lot of options uh, for themselves and what they could do and a lot of needs. Right now, Aiden Hutchinson uh, is minus 280, the defensive end from Michigan, to be the number one overall draft pick taken. Uh, and and again, do does uh, the Jaguars need a 
defensive end. You could argue they probably need more of an offensive tackle. At one point, Evan Neal, uh, as you see there, the Alabama tackle at 10 to 1 on the screen um, was the number one favorite to be taken first overall. There's a lot of different options for teams out there. And again, none of this even includes the idea that any trades could happen uh, and somebody could swoop up and take uh, a certain player at the top of the draft. But some of the other names you see out there, uh, Javon Walker, uh, right there from Georgia, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, from the pass rusher from Oregon, another guy that people have had at the top. Even Malik Willis, the quarterback, a lot of people think that could be the number one overall pick in the draft, although it is a long shot. You know, this isn't a very quarterback heavy draft as far as uh, the high-level talent. And the names that are sitting at the top there, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, uh, maybe even Sam Howell, Matt Corral's name is, is has been you know bandied about there. Um, quarterbacks are always overdrafted, so it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that um, there is a chance that Malik Willis could go number one overall. They just had his pro day coming up last week, made some impressive throws, very similar to the ones that we saw Trevor Lawrence make uh, before he came out. So, yeah, there, there is a, a chance that he could go overall. But you see we have odds for the first pick in the NFL draft, and you have odds for – the second pick in the NFL draft as well. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, the number one favorite there at plus 300. Javon Walker, plus 350. Aiden Hutchinson at plus 400. Malik Willis at plus 400. Uh, again, and when it comes to quarterbacks, uh, is it out of the realm of possibility? And if you look at the top of the draft, and the draft order here you know, says more than anything, you have to look at the teams at the top of the draft that possibly need a quarterback and would take one. Now, we've seen so much quarterback shuffling going on uh, in the NFL that it's hard to figure out, you know, who would expend the capital to be able to go draft a quarterback uh, because you're going to have to move up to do it. Because after you look at the Jaguars, the teams at the top of the draft, do they need one? The Jets, no, they don't need one. The Giants theoretically don't need one uh, because they have hitched their wagon to, to Daniel Jones. Um, you look at some of the other teams out there. Do the Texans need a quarterback? You could argue that they do. Are they going to be drafting one uh, for the future? Who else is up there? Carolina near the top of the draft. Do they need a quarterback? Are they going to stick with Sam Darnold? They may draft one as well, but it's just hard to figure out what some of these teams are going to do and how they're going to do it. And do teams want to trade away other assets to go get this quarterback when it's not a Trevor Lawrence type talent where everybody knows he's the number one overall quarterback coming out in the draft. So that's really going to shake things up there uh, when you look at, again, do the Lions want to take a quarterback? It's possible they absolutely could. Um, Jared Goff's contract is going to expire here within the next year or two. Would they re-sign him? <laughs> Who knows? Um, there are teams that, that are picking twice in the top 10, like the Giants. Would they expend that capital to move up? Who knows? Uh, and it, could it be for somebody other than a quarterback? It could it be for a, a Kayvon Thibodeau or an Aiden Hutchinson if he falls past the Jaguars? Do they want to go get that type of pass rusher? So all this stuff precludes you know, the idea of, of when a player is going to go where and who they're going to take and how they're going to take them. But uh, it certainly is worth uh, discussing because I, I think – this is a a draft year that could see very little movement. And if it does, it's easier to handicap, um, you know, where players are going to go based off of certain needs for those players. Um, could the Lions use a pass rusher? Absolutely, they could. So would it be Aiden Hutchinson and then possibly Kayvon Thibodeau going second? Uh, if, you're, if you're not going to assume trades, 
where do the quarterbacks go? Do the Texans want to take a Malik Willis to try and you know re-energize their franchise? Uh, a small school quarterback out of Liberty, do they want him to be the guy that uh, is going to transform that franchise going forward? They seem to be content with letting Davis Mills at least start the year and see what happens. But uh, to me, that's most likely the spot where, uh, if you look at Malik Willis's odds for the third overall pick at 10-1, to 1, I think there's some value there. Again, and the Texans may be a team that's willing to trade because they are in a full-blown rebuild. Are they going to want more assets? Possibly. If that's the trade, I think that's where it happens. Does anybody move up to one or two? Probably not. I think both those teams are content, the Jaguars and the Lions, respectively, to stay where they are and get a player that can help them and change their their, their fortunes now, especially with the Jaguars and new head coach Doug Peterson. Some people may think they may be closer to rebuilding or getting out of the rebuild than than others do. Uh, the Lions last year were incredibly competitive under head coach Dan Campbell. Uh, they didn't win a lot of games, but they were in a lot of games. Could one or two players make a huge difference for them to start turning those close games into wins? I think there's an argument for them to stay exactly where they are, um, as opposed to trading back. But again, all this is you know predicated on what the offer is and who the team is. I think Houston is the most viable trade partner at three, uh, where they are. And then it starts to fall after that. What do the Jets want to do? What do the Giants want to do? Um, wh- wh- where are they, you know, as far as their rebuild processes are are going? Uh, and what do they need? So, uh, again, Malik Willis is a guy I think that if a team wants, they know they're going to have to move up to get him. Um, but it's a question of how much. I, I've always said when it comes to drafting quarterbacks, you don't wait. If, if you feel your guy is there, you get him at the first available opportunity. There's no such thing as a good drafting strategy where I wait for a quarterback to fall to me. You know, like that that's not how things go anymore. It, it's not Aaron Rodgers falling into the Packers' lap at 22. You know, again, that's we're coming up on 15 years ago that that happened. More than that, closer to 20 years ago that that happened. So, uh, that's not a good strategy. Quarterbacks are drafted immediately to play now, and quarterbacks are drafted to to change the course of your franchise. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. I think teams are so afraid to do that nowadays. They drafted Josh Rosen, found that he couldn't play, drafted Kyler Murray the very next year. I'm okay with that. I, I, I commend teams and organizations that actually can recognize that they missed on the guy and then remedy it immediately. Look at the Giants again. Uh, it, it's fair to say that the Giants – Know that Daniel Jones is not their long-term starter. What are you waiting for? You, you haven't remedied the situation. You keep throwing him back out there, and you can argue about his offensive line and Saquon Barkley being injured and not having a lot of wide receivers. You can argue all those things you want. I point you to Joe Burrow, and I point you to Joe Burrow to say in his first year, when he got his butt kicked <laughs> uh, and his ACL torn, you could easily see that he could play. He made his team competitive. He made his offense viable. Uh, They weren't winning games, but again, he made them viable, and you could see it easily. You don't see that with Daniel Jones. Time to move off the guy. Like, it's that simple. Uh, And two years later, Joe Burrow was in a Super Bowl. So it's not hard to figure out guys when they can play. I look at the Atlanta Falcons, another team now that possibly could need a quarterback where they are drafting. Go draft one. Throw the kid to the Wolves. If it doesn't work, guess what? Draft another one next year. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that philosophy, and you can argue about expending draft capital, this, that, blah, 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 blah. The Rams say take your draft capital and screw it. You know, the Browns have said take your draft capital and screw it. We don't need it. We're we're, we're fine. We're we're just going to build with what we have. So there's a lot of different ways to build an NFL team and build a winner. Uh, We've seen that across the board. Uh, And and the Dolphins quickly have turned themselves around uh, using draft picks, right, and stockpiling them and getting a whole bunch of players, and then you make the one or two big splashes that you need to make. 
they put you over the top. So NFL draft uh, about a month away. Uh, obviously, it's something we're going to continue to talk about here on Point Spread Saturday. So lots more to do there going forward. All right, coming up next, uh, we are going to be speaking with Jim Root as we look at the NCAA tournament, the Elite Eight games today and tomorrow. That's coming up next, Jim Root of Second Chance Points and Three Man Weave. That is next here on Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. Unlike any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive through and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with us as we have the Elite Eight tipping off tonight. Here to join us to break down some of those games and the wildness that was the Sweet 16 from Three Men We Follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. It's Jim Root here on Point Spread Saturday. Jim, good morning, and thank you for getting up early with me. Hey, you know, that's what we do, especially during uh, the NCAA tournament. I'd, I'd really be remiss if I was sleeping. Like, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to do that during March Madness, so let's do this. no. It's kind of your bread and butter uh, for for a month straight. You're not allowed to sleep. But uh, let, before we get to, to the games tonight, recapping last night, uh, the wild run continues for St. Peter's. And again, I don't want to take anything away from this team. Uh, they're playing their hearts out. But they seem to be benefiting from really bad shooting nights from the teams that they're playing or they themselves are shooting the lights out uh, and whether it's from the free throw line or from the field against Kentucky. It's just, you know, it, it, the run continues. What can you say? Yeah, I mean, you can make a pretty apples-to-apples apples comparison last year to UCLA. Like, they made the Final Four, and you could go down game by game. Opponents couldn't make free throws. or couldn't Opponents couldn't make threes. Uh, the one thing I'll say is St. Peter's defense really makes you uncomfortable. And I thought Purdue really uh, exhibited that last night with all the turnovers that they kind of – careless turnovers that they had. Uh, they they switch a lot. They, their, their physicality from their bigs is, is probably more impressive than I gave them credit for. Last night, they really shoved Trevion Williams around. He seemed mega uncomfortable, at least for a while, until he settled in in the second half. But yeah, uh, as much as I would like to say it's fluky, like it's not. I, I think they've just stepped up and made plays late in games when when their opponents, their, their more heralded opponents, haven't been able to do it. It's I, I've just been really impressed by by the Peacocks. No, and there is a lot to be impressed with. Again, they go 19 of 20 from the free throw line last night. That's just not who they are, but they do the right things at the right time. Uh, you know, this game against UNC coming up, you're going to get an eight seed or a 15 seed in the final four, which is impressive in and of itself. And UNC would be the story of this tournament had it not been for St. Peter's because they have played amazing. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking this morning, like, oh, St. Peter's is just on this magical run. They hadn't even been that good all year. I was like, you know what? So was Carolina. Like they were not that good all year. They they didn't have a quad one win until late in the year. Uh, their best win had been Michigan for a while, and now here they are, uh, run through a couple of really tough matchups: beat UCLA, beat Baylor, two Final Four teams from last year. 
And, you know, UNC has like the talent, the pedigree on the roster to, to be this good. I had them a preseason top 15 team. So I'm obviously willing to buy that a little more out of them, but it's kind of fun that we're guaranteed one of these in the final four. I'll be down in New Orleans this year. So I'm, I'm hoping for Duke UNC in the semis, but Hey, it, it wouldn't be so bad if the St. Peter's run kept going. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, you know, Coach K for Duke UNC semifinal, what a way for him to uh, to go out, uh, whether he wins or loses from that standpoint. But let's look at the games of four tonight. Start with Houston and Nova, uh, the higher-seeded team, the Villanova Wildcats, getting two points from Houston, who's looked like the most complete team in this tournament. I'm, back, I'm backing Villanova. I, I think the game script here, Jim, plays out a lot similar to the Houston game versus Illinois. Uh, very ugly first half, very low scoring first half in that game. And that's the edge to Villanova here. I think you have two amazingly good coaches, but I give a slight edge to Jay Wright just because they've been in tighter games. Uh, and I think the public's going to be all over Houston here, uh, especially as a favorite because of how well they've played. Nova has the the edge of the free throw shooting, a distinct advantage. And Houston is a team that fouls a lot in a close game that could matter a, bu- a bunch. Yeah, that's that's actually a big reason why I'm trying to zero in on the first half here. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a first half under. We saw the first half unders go 8-0 in the Sweet 16. That was a, a go-to bet for me. I hope it continues because I think these two are going to play a grinder as well. I, I could see this one being like 56 possessions. Villanova's played really slow. Houston held Arizona to its slowest game of the season. So they're clearly uh, are capable of controlling the tempo as well. Uh, and then I'm also liking Houston in the first half. I, I think, you know, Villanova is a, a very well coached physical team, but a lot of these, these squads are just kind of like punched in the mouth when they see Houston at first, they play such a, a hard nosed style of basketball. They get in your grill. They, they, they defend like crazy. Tajay Moore is, is a different kind of beast on the defensive end. Uh, so I, I'm taking the minus one uh, in the first half. I think it might be minus one and a half most places now. But I think Houston gets ahead early. That kind of gets me away from the the Villanova free throw shooting that I think will matter down the stretch. Uh, so I'll take that first half and the first half under 59 and a half. I think we see a, a grinder to start that one out. All right, speaking of first half bets, uh, that's where I'm going in the in the Duke Arkansas game. Uh, given the way Duke has played, and I think they're playing better as the tournament goes along. I had huge concerns about their defense coming into this tournament, uh, and I didn't even like the defense the way they played against Michigan State, but they buckled down uh, in their Sweet 16 matchup uh, as they advance. And Duke has been averaging 35 points in the first half of their first three games. Arkansas, not 35 points, just 30 uh, in the first half here. I get a very short number, Duke minus one and a half. Uh, I like Duke in the whole game as well, Jim, but that's kind of my, my, my value play here is Duke minus one and a half in the first half. I think that their offense is going to continue to shoot well. Arkansas's offense has not woken up. They have not shot the ball well all season. They have not shot the ball well this tournament. Um, J.D. Note continues to be a volume shooter and a volume misser at this point. So uh, I'm going to take Duke in the first half, but I like him in the game as well. Yeah, I, I saw Note had the fewest points of any player on 29 shots or more in, in like the history of the stat era. Like he, he was just mega inefficient in that last round. It's, it's stunning. Arkansas was able to win. Um, yeah. I like Duke full game here. I, I haven't bet the first half yet, but I'm certainly going to consider it. Uh, basically I, I kind of said all season and, and ignored it at this point in the year, but uh, I'm starting to remember that I was saying it, that Duke games are about Duke. It, they, they have a higher gear than anybody else can get to. If they're going to be locked in, if they're dialed, 
then they, their gear is just above anybody else. And we've seen it late against Texas Tech, late against Michigan State. They just turned it on, started scoring at a really ridiculous clip. They didn't miss a shot for the final nine minutes of regulation uh, in the last round against Texas Tech. And honestly, I, I, I've, I've given Coach K a little bit of guff for his his late career coaching performance, but going to the zone against Texas Tech was brilliant. Uh, I think he's at least showing the flexibility to tr- change some things, try some different uh, lineups, like playing a lot more Jeremy Roach has clearly been a stroke of genius. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Duke minus four, and I buy that first half number as well. Yeah, and again, you know, uh, Arkansas got the – benefit of a Gonzaga team that shoots 57, 52% from the field on the season, shooting 37% in the game. They shoot 38% from three. Arkansas, Gonzaga shot 23% from three in the game against Arkansas. I don't want to, again, I, I feel like I'm taking things away from him, but objectively I have to look at how Arkansas got here. They have not played well uh, in any of their games. Like they do, they have not looked like the team that covered 12 straight at one point this year. No, no, they haven't. It's, it, it, I, I like offensively, they've always been a little bit challenged, but I think it's kind of been even more so in this tournament. Vermont is not a good defensive team and they struggled a little bit there. And then the second round, New Mexico state just turned it into a grinder. And surprisingly, Arkansas was able to get through. I think it helped that Teddy Allen had a, a down game. Now this Razorback team has some really good defenders. They're switchable. Uh, Adish Tony has been an excellent addition coming over from Pitt. And Note, for all his offensive struggles, has been uh, just a great defender. He's disruptive. Um, So, yeah, Arkansas hasn't been at their peak, but I I have to tip my cap to Musselman and how hard they play, especially on the defensive end. All right, uh, a couple of minutes left here. Give me the final four you'd like to see versus the final four you think you're going to see. I'd like to see Duke-UNC. We'll get that. And then on the other side, I'll say Villanova and Miami, and only selfishly because I have a Miami 500 to one ticket from the preseason. Uh, I'd be okay with Kansas. I also have a future on Kansas, but the the 500 to one certainly the more profitable ticket. Obviously, that would be three out of four ACC. The narratives around that and it would be wonderful. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Villanova, Miami, Duke, UNC as my ideal Final Four. I think we get Duke UNC and then Houston, Kansas, though. That that would be my my guess. Chalk holding would be my best guess. Yeah, again, I, you know, well, listen, if chalk holds, it's Nova, Kansas, right? I mean, Nova's the highest seeded team. I would like to see Nova, Kansas. I think that, to me, would be one heck of a – Duke UNC, Nova, Kansas is what I want to see. I, I think we can get there. I hope we get there. I think that, to me, uh, is a Final Four of Blue Bloods, which I absolutely love. Yeah, and again, like I said, I'll be down in New Orleans covering it, so I, I'm – all the, all kinds of great narratives, coaches that give me all that. I'll be there in person, and I, I think that'd be an electric one to cover if we get Jay Wright and and Bill Self on that side of the bracket. I mean, I, I, imagine Coach K wins the whole thing in his final year. I mean, you know, the, the perfect ending of all things, but it, it, it feels inevitable. It feels inevitable. I added some Duke <laughs> futures money just because I can't sit here and not make money off of that run. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, Jim Root, follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Follow him on Three Man Weave as well. Thanks for the time this morning, bud. Uh, enjoy the games. Yep, thank you. You too. All right, uh, Jim Root, one of the best. Coming up next, my official plays and predictions for today, both in the NCAA tournament and the NBA. And we'll wrap things up here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you for joining me. More to come here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday here on VSEN, the sports betting network. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M A R K Z I N N O. Final segment of the show. Again, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. On point spread Sunday uh, to break down the other half of the Elite Eight. Of course, we're talking about Kansas and Miami and UNC and St. Peter's, which uh, I'm kind of tired of breaking down St. Peter's games, but nonetheless, uh, 
just kind of get on this this magical ride and, and ride it all the way through. Uh, as we just spoke with Jim Root, you know, I mean, some really live futures right now. And again, I, I don't, I wouldn't fault anybody right now at four to one for getting behind Duke to uh, to win the national title. Uh, to me, it, it it does almost feel inevitable at certain points that uh, this is the way it should end for Coach K. As annoying as that sounds, nonetheless, uh, I, I think that there are some viable options still if you haven't put a future down yet to start to do it now. If you're fortunate enough to have one of those uh, futures that you had at the beginning of the tournament where the odds were a lot longer, great, good for you. Uh, start looking at hedging situations uh, as we get into um, you know the final four here going forward. But all right, official predictions and uh, and and wagers for today for me, and we'll start in college basketball again. Houston and Villanova uh, line is actually starting to move now as well. I'm seeing I'm seeing Villanova plus two and a half. Uh, as I told you earlier, these are both outstanding defenses, um, and you know the the areas of separation are pretty clear. Houston has a huge advantage on the boards, particularly in the offensive boards. Second chance points could be something to watch out for. Houston has the edge in assists; they move the ball around a ton. How much pressure will that put on the Villanova defense? Will it create more open looks for Houston? I think that is a big thing. But the free throws to me are absolutely huge in a game that's expected to be very tight. Uh, when you have the best free throw shooting team in the nation in Villanova, uh, as you look at uh, them at over 82%, and Houston, one of the worst free throw shooting teams, and Houston, a team that fouls a lot, that's going to be something that's going to decide the outcome of this game, particularly in the second half. I think this game mirrors the game that Houston played against Illinois. Very ugly, very low scoring. I like the under in this game as well. I even just looked at the under in the first half. It's set at 59 and a half, uh, and that tells me that this first half is going to be slow. Uh, at least odds makers believe it'll be slow. It'll be ugly. I'd lean on the under there as well, despite the fact that you're probably losing a couple of points of value. If you look at 128 and just do simple math, 64 would be halfway there. You're not even getting 63 and a half. You're getting a number below 60. Um, I, w- I would still push the under. It, 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 that's the pace that favors Villanova. And the fact that this total is set so low for a very high-scoring team like Houston tells me that uh, Oddsmaker believe this will be a much, much slower pace to get to this. I give the slight coaching edge to um, to Villanova with Jay Wright, uh, but both of these teams on their way to this game. Houston has allowed just 60 points per game over their first three. Villanova allowed just 58 points per game over their first three games. So, uh, again, I like the under, and I'm going to back Villanova here. Um, it's not even bad to you know, look at them on the money line, getting it around plus 125, 128, somewhere 130 range, uh, depending on you know where you're shopping. But continue to shop around. And if we're seeing movement already from this line from last night from two to two and a half, I may wait a little bit longer to get to the window on Villanova uh, and see if I can even get this thing pushed to three. Houston has become a very publicly bet team throughout this tournament. Uh, and, and, and that is evidenced by how much of a public bet they were against Arizona. Now, you could argue that says more about people betting against Arizona necessarily than for Houston. But I think you'll start to see the public money start to come in on Houston as you go through the day. So maybe you want to wait a little bit longer before you place your wager. See if, you, as I said, you can get this thing to go to Villanova plus three. But again, I'm back in the Wildcats and uh, the under in this game. Other game tonight, Arkansas and Duke. Uh, one of my favorite value plays in this game is Duke in the first half. Uh, I'll get to the breakdown of that in a moment. But a lot of this, you talk about high-scoring offenses here. Uh, statistically, these these teams are defensively similar. Same thing on the rebounding. Uh, Duke is a much better shooting team uh, than Arkansas. But Arkansas averages more possessions per game. 
J.D. Note, the, the, the star for Arkansas, has to be better. Uh, he's shooting just 30% from the field, 4 of 22 for 3 in the three games that it took to get here. He's been a volume shooter and has not made a ton of shots, although he's played great uh, defensively. Paolo Banchero of Duke, conversely, has been extremely efficient, over 53% from the field, 50% from 3, 7 of 14 from beyond the arc, averaging over 7 rebounds per game. Arkansas has not played a very good, consistent brand of basketball to this point in the tournament. They've survived in advance. You give them credit for doing that. But again, they get past a Gonzaga team that shot just 37% from the field when they normally average 52 and 23% from three when they normally average 37%. Uh, they take advantage of it in Arkansas advances. But the first half play for me, if you look at Duke, minus one and a half in the first half, uh, they have averaged 35 points in their three games in the first half. Arkansas has averaged just 30. They've scored 34 uh, 26 and 32 in their first uh, couple of games. If Arkansas all of a sudden comes out and just starts shooting the light out in the first half, I, I tip my cap to him. I'm on the wrong side. Nothing I can do about it. But the trend here, the way Arkansas has played, they have not shot well in this tournament. They're not a good shooting team. I don't expect them to start out shooting well. Duke's defense has tightened up a little bit. It's enough for me to back Duke in the first half of this game to be leading by a bucket. Uh, and I like Duke overall. Uh, I, I, Arkansas as a bad shooting team versus Duke, a very good shooting team. As long as Duke can keep Arkansas in the low 70s, Duke should do enough here to win this game and cover. Uh, if they keep Arkansas on the high 60s, low 70s, they'll be fine. If Arkansas can push the pace to the high 70s, Duke's defense is going to be having a very bad day. And that's been sort of their Achilles heel. So I would expect Arkansas to try to push the pace and score. Let's see if they can. But again, for me, it's Duke today, minus four, and Duke, my value play of the day, Duke minus one and a half in the first half uh, between Duke and Arkansas. All right, on to the NBA uh, in the games that I like uh, today. Uh, it's the Brooklyn Nets laying three uh, in Miami. Miami has lost three in a row. Uh, they're not playing a good brand of basketball. You saw this team in the explosion that they had on the sidelines between Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam. They lose that game to Golden State. They lose another game to the Knicks. It has not been good. They lost to the 76ers as well. Um, this is a spot here where Brooklyn will take advantage. I think Brooklyn just got an emotional lift this week uh, with the announcement that Kyrie Irving can play in all of his home games in New York City the rest of the uh, the rest of the season. Again, get an early shop for the three. This line, I think, continues to move um, to three and a half, if not even four, given the way Miami has played. Again, Miami in a back-to-back, -back, just five and seven against the number this year on back-to-backs. Brooklyn has been very good on the road and as a road favorite this year against the numbers. So I'm going to back the Brooklyn Nets uh, tonight against the Miami Heat in what's going to be a very fun and exciting game. Uh, Cleveland and Chicago, a game with playoff implications. Obviously, the, the game separating these two teams in the standings for fifth and sixth place. Uh, Chicago is in a free fall. And, and full disclosure, Cleveland has not played well either. As of late, uh, Cleveland just two and six over their last eight against the number and seven and 10 straight up. But however, Chicago, a five game losing streak, two and 11 against the number over their last 13 games. They're 14, 22 and one against the spread on the road this year. Conversely, Cleveland, very good at home against the number 2014 and two. It's a short number for me to back, even though Cleveland's defense has been playing as well as their numbers all year long. DeMar Rosen. Has a hip injury. They say he's probable for the game. Who knows if he will be able to be 100% in the game. It's enough for me to back the Cleveland Cavaliers here, uh, laying one point at home in what feels like a must-win 
for these two teams, or, or you know, both of these teams, but more for Cleveland again and for tie-breaking purposes uh, in the season series between these two teams. In the final game, I'll take a look at, and you're going to have to wait to make a wager on this one to see who is playing. But it is between Memphis and Milwaukee, two of the highest-scoring teams. In the league, I'm going to look to the over. Again, let me give you the injury situation. We know John Morant is out for the Memphis Grizzlies. Why is that not a problem? Because they're 16-2 and without Ja in the lineup, and they average 118 points per game without Ja in the lineup. So they are a team that certainly can score uh, without their best player. However, from Milwaukee, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, questionable. Uh, Chris Middleton, probable after he's missed the last couple of games. And we know Drew Holiday is going to be out for this game. At least he's been declared out at this point in time, according to the reports that I've seen. So uh, if you get Giannis and you get Chris Middleton back in the lineup, I think this goes over the total. Uh, If they're not, it's just to stay away from me. I wouldn't bet the other side. Uh, Both of these teams have the ability to score. They both have depth clear. That's been made clear several times over. Uh, And neither one of these teams' defenses are all that great, very middle of the road. I don't think it's anything that they're concerned with playing a high level of defense in the game on either side. Uh, I I look to the over in this spot. As long as I get a healthy complement of Giannis and Chris Middleton, we go over in this one. So, uh, again, NCAA plays, we're going with Villanova, plus two and a half in the under. Duke in the first half, minus one and a half, and Duke minus four in the game for the Elite Eight. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning to recap the Elite Eight on that side of the bracket and uh, the Elite Eight games coming up between St. Peter's and UNC and Kansas and Miami. So, again, thank you guys for joining me. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Zinno. Uh, you have been watching and listening to Point Spread Saturday. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific, to do it all over again with you. Thanks for watching and listening to Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Enjoy the games this evening. Best of luck in all your bets, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. me zigzag what i mean by that is i swore i would never let my kids on social media but now i'm setting them loose on zigazoo zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them videos that are moderated by actual people and since there are no comments or messaging you don't have to worry about social trolling zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids download the zigazoo app today Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, 
have a plan, and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 